Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Intentionally Inspirational, the podcast for entrepreneurs and those who just want more out of life. Now for your host and author of the upcoming book, The Backwards Route to Forward Progress, Jason Wright. What's going on, everybody? This week's episode is called How to Think and Grow Rich, Part 1. Today's episode is going to be largely about mindset, and before I get into the main part of the show, I've got kind of an interesting story slash observation to share with you guys. So there is a McDonald's that I visit probably more often than I should. But there's something very unique about this McDonald's. There is uh, something that sets it apart from any other that I've ever been to, and that's not a good thing. (laughs) I call it the miserable McDonald's because every time I go, it doesn't matter if it's in the afternoon or in the evening, it doesn't matter if I go through the drive-thru or inside, every single person working there is absolutely miserable. So what does that tell you about the culture of the place? I mean, McDonald's, uh, you know, may not be where each of those people want to work or end up working the rest of their life, but good Lord. I mean, it's the strangest, most negative vibe I've ever seen in a commercial establishment. And it's consistently that way. You know, you, you take your order and the people are just like, you can't understand them. They just, they put in no effort to communicate and when you see them at the window and you say, hey, how you doing? They're just, oh my gosh, they just look like they want to jump in front of my car and ask me to drive over them. I and mean, it's really, really bad. But it got me thinking. It's like, you know, they say uh, culture trumps tr- Trump's strategy every day. I mean, you think about how bad that McDonald's is. I mean, you know, I guess in the very same way, uh, a place can be amazing to be at or work at from the culture being right, but man, that's just a, it's a bad example. It's, it's just kind of funny because maybe funny is the wrong word, but I've just never seen a more negative group of people in my life and they're all young. They, they have no reason to be that miserable and there's six or seven of them. Then every single one of them is that way. So I don't know who's in charge, but I think I'm going to have to find a new, uh, quick fast food place to go to. Cause I just, I can't take it anymore. So I thought I'd share that to you and, Maybe that sounds like a place you work or a place you know of as well. Um, if so, you know what I mean. It's uh, it's not a good thing, but it's uh, it just shows you the power of mindset. That's a lot about what you know. What we're going to talk about today. Mindset is very very important, and it affects your experience. You know, think about me in the McDonald's story. I'm a customer, and it makes my experience terrible because I momentarily feel like trash when I'm there, and I don't even know why. It's like you know, I just want to get chicken McNuggets and a iced coffee, and I. Uh, drive away feeling like I've done something wrong. So, uh, so I'd share that with you because it's, it's so, uh, it's not normal. It's so unique in a weird way. So the title of the show today, how to think and grow rich is obviously from Napoleon Hill's book influenced by that. What I thought I would do is I would thought I would go through, um, the book from a really high level and just talk about some of the themes in it. Because it is, uh, it's powerful. It's a lot of us about mindset, and mindset is an area that I see daily where entrepreneurs and people in general just struggle terribly. Um, 
So I'm going to kind of go through this, and if you're interested in finding out more, I definitely recommend buying the book. It's not very expensive, and it's uh, one of the best of all time. So, so the very first part of that book, that first chapter, is called Desire. And desire is really interesting, and a lot of people should uh, think about this. And, you know, it really comes down to how bad do you want something. You know, to say, I want it bad while sitting down and not doing anything doesn't have a whole lot of stock because you don't, you're not doing anything. You know, if you're, uh, if you're on fire and you're burning and you say, I want water bad to make the burning go away. Hopefully when those flames get hot enough, it forces you to get up, walk over and dive into the pool of water to cool off. So that's an example, an extreme example, but that's an example of desire for something being strong enough to actually, create action. So Desire in this book really digs into um, some of the most successful people in the earlier part of the century and kind of how they got to where they were. Um, Edison, Henry Ford, the list goes on and on. Um, Andrew Carnegie, uh, people like that. And it talks about, you know, how deep that desire was and what desire looks like for people that are really going somewhere and really doing something. You know, if you guys think about your own desire, think about something that you you really, really want in life. You know, it could be a weight loss goal, it could be a business goal, it could be a relationship goal, a professional goal. But when you tell yourself, and we're not going to talk about what you tell other people. When you tell yourself you want it, you say, I really, really want this. Have you Have you really done anything to get it? Have you done anything to work towards getting it? Um, have you taken any risks? Have you put yourself out there? Have you got some scrapes and bruises from trying to get to where you want to go? Uh, if not, if the answer is no, I always play it safe, then my question is, do you really want it? See, you can't say you want something and not be willing to put in the work or take the licks to get there because that's not what desire is. Desire is a obsession. Desire is a, a burning drive that creates action because the burning is hot enough. Um, yeah, I like the word obsession. I don't have a addictive personality, but I have an obsessive personality. So if I'm really into something, what I want to do is I want to read and learn everything I can about it and kind of become an expert in it. It's that hunger for knowledge. So, um, you know, it, it instills me to, to take action and learn everything I can and, and create something and make something happen. So, I uh, really, guys. I really want you guys to think about that and ask yourself, what are you passionate about? You know, if you're not passionate about anything in life, I would say that's a problem. You know, you guys should be passionate about something, and it could be a hobby. It doesn't have to be business related. Uh, but if you are running a business uh, and you don't have a passion for that business, unfortunately, I think I know how that story ends. It's probably not going to work out that well for you. You know, maybe you can make some money, but it's never going to be what it could be. You know, if you put your passion and your desire into something that you're really interested in, great things can happen from that. Uh, I see far too many people that have businesses have zero desire to make them grow or improve them or increase their productivity. And it's just sad. You know, it's like watching a, a race car with three reels trying to compete on the track. I mean, it's just it's just not a pretty sight at all. And I just wonder, you know, what what's the point? You know, if you're not going to go all in and pursue something like a crazy person, why do it at all? You know, perhaps everybody doesn't think that way, but 
Um, yeah, that first chapter of the book really sets the stage well, and it really talks about, you know, desire is really nothing more than a decision. Guys, if, you, uh, if you've got something that you want to accomplish or something you want to do, it's really deciding that you want that badly. And if you want it bad enough, you just naturally take action. So, um, like I said, if you've got no desire, if you've got no passion, uh, that's alarming to me. That bothers me, guys. Uh, Inspire Nation, you guys are, are better than that and certainly more capable than that. So uh, it's a simple thing you can think about while driving, while at the work, while working out. Uh, I said at the work, while at work or working out or at the gym. Uh, think about it. What am I passionate about? What do I desire? And what am I doing about it? They're kind of the questions that you should take away from this section. So after desire comes faith. It's like the third chapter in the book, but the second of 16 basically teachable chapters in the book. And faith is really defined in the book as the visualization of and the belief in the attainment of desire. And it's the repetition of affirmation of orders to your subconscious mind. And this is the only known method of voluntary development of the emotion of faith. So faith is, and I guess in more modern terms, is thinking about and believing that you can achieve what you desire. So it ties back into that first chapter. And then it's just a matter of repeating this in your mind over and over and over and over. And eventually you believe that you can achieve what you cannot see and touch. So obviously there is a spiritual side to faith. And this book, it doesn't really go into that directly. I think it made a little bit here and there, but it's just talking about having faith in an idea or faith in an outcome um, as it relates to desire. So it's really interesting in what you'll, you'll find by reading this book or by thinking about what I'm talking about is everything builds upon the previous chapter. So for example, I said there's 16 chapters to this book and it's a great book and it's a mindset book. But if you don't have desire and don't know how to channel desire and you don't have an intense enough desire, Nothing else is going to happen for you. You know, it's pretty hard to take life-changing action. It's pretty hard to be resilient through anything life throws your way if you don't have enough desire to even do that. So, um, man, you think about the miserable McDonald's that I talked about at the beginning. And do you think those people have desire to be there in any way? I certainly do not. They're... Actions tell me that they would rather be anywhere on earth than where they are when they're there. So uh, it's the absolute absence of desire, the absolute absence in faith. It's, uh, um, it's among the worst examples I've ever seen, honestly. So faith is, uh, is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I, heck, I struggle with it sometimes. And where, you, where people get caught up is, is here. They have a desire, they have a goal, they have a place they want to go, they have a reality they want to create, but that voice in the back of their head starts saying, hmm, hmm, I don't really know if this is realistic, don't really know if this is the right time, you don't have enough money, how are you going to get this to work? What will everybody else think about you? You start hearing all these questions that challenge faith and convince you that faith is not enough or not even part of the ingredients to get you where you want to go. 
you know, you tell yourself that it's your logic thinking, but I think it's really your internal pessimist. You know, there's optimism and there's pessimism and there's nothing really in between. You know, some people will say, I'm a realist. Well, you're actually a pessimist with uh, a fancy uh, title that you feel better about. There's really no, there's, you either believe in stuff or you don't, you know what I mean? So that's just my opinion, obviously, but um, think about it. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about. So we've got desire, we've got faith, and if you can get to a point where you have enough desire to take action and you have enough faith to believe that it's possible for you to accomplish what you want to accomplish, you're on your way. Those two steps right there, uh, I would say from what I've seen, a majority of people fall and hit the ground and don't get back up in step one or step two. I mean, it's it's so so big, so contingent upon mindset that it's just, it's amazing to me. You know, the intangibles are the biggest thing. You know, just like the soft skills and leadership, in my opinion, are uh, the very most important assets. You know, how people connect with other people, how people empathize, how people, um, you know, just relate and are able to work with people's strengths. Those soft skills are more important to me than learning the company policy or applying the company policy or operating within the company's framework for training and development. You see what I'm saying? So in the very same way, the intangibles of, of business or belief or creating change are the most important assets or aspects, I should say. So the next, the next chapter, the third chapter, the final one we'll talk about today is called auto-suggestion, also known as self-suggestion. And this is interesting. This is something that the first time I read it, honestly, I was like, ah, this is, I don't know if I believe in this. It seems kind of hokey, but this is what it is. And try this, because I've tried this for, I don't know, a couple of months now. And I definitely see see something happening from it. There, it definitely uh, does work. There is benefits, and I will continue to do it until I reach my, all of my goals. So this is how it works. Write your goals down every day. So what I do is I write question, what do I want to accomplish? And then I personally have five major life goals or business goals, kind of both, that I want to accomplish. And they're big. You know, I'm not going to aim low and try to hit. I'm going to shoot for the stars and still intend on hitting. But they're, they're, they're not going to happen in a month or probably even a year or maybe even 10 years. It may take the rest of my life, which is fine. But I write them down every day and speak them every day, even if it's quietly to myself or even if it's in my head, I just take the time to really read what I'm writing. And what you're doing, so what the auto-suggestion or the self-suggestion is doing, is you're communicating your desire and your faith that that desire can happen to your subconscious mind. So what's interesting about this book is, is it gets into a little bit of psychology, but it gets into the deep subconscious mind and how much that affects how we perceive our reality in every situation. And the more you read into it, the more you think about it and kind of study it, you find out that, you know, you can take two people, put them in the same situation, and say you put them through a series of events in the course of a day, the two people can have very, very different perceptions, reactions, and takeaways from the experiences, one being very positive, one being very negative, based on their subconscious reaction to their environment. So, you know, some people see things as, you know, oh man, 
poor me, this sucks, why me? And other people see the same situation and say, well, look at the opportunity that I notice now that I've never noticed before. So that does not happen overnight. That's not just a decision, I'm going to start being more positive. That's not how it works. There's something deeper there. And for me, this book, How to Think and Grow Rich, is really the resource that helped open my mind to this whole other world, to all of this. So auto-suggestion, as weird as it sounds, it sounded very weird to me. It's really, really powerful. And it takes me uh, less than five minutes a day. And I've got one little composition notebook. I'm actually staring at it right now on my desk. It looks like several others, but it's special because it has literally the same thing written twice on every single page. Just the same thing over and over and over. And for mine... What's really, really interesting is um, the same thing's been written in there for months, but I'm starting to see my circumstances change in life. And the only way I can really describe it to you guys, Inspire Nation, is opportunity seems to be finding me in ways that it never has before. And that could be job offers, that could be business deals, that could be um, people reaching out to me, asking me to do work that I've never done and never advertised that I even do. It doesn't even make sense, but uh, I literally see every day as a, an opportunity and keep my eyes and my senses aware. And my situation has changed in that way. It's It's been a very interesting ride, and I've really paid attention to see if anything like that would happen. And uh, I, I know other people much more successful than me they do something different. There's different titles and there's different descriptions of this. Some people call it the captain and the crew. And there's other, other things you call it, but the point is when you write things down and you say them, they eventually become your reality and you believe them. You know, just in the same way, if you say I'm not good enough enough times, guess what? You become not good enough because you be you become what you think about. So this book dives into that further on as well. But man, I'm telling you, just these first three areas, I hope I've piqued your interest. I hope I've done the book justice and said, you know, here, here's enough about it. I hope I've piqued your interest enough if you haven't read it where you read it. And I don't get anything if you guys get the book. I don't get any kickbacks or affiliate commissions. I could, you know, be doing something else. But I believe strongly enough in this resource that I think as many people should read it as they can. I mean, it's just, it's, you'll walk away from it different. It changes you. It changes your perspective. And it's a very positive book and it's got some big ideas. It's got big ideas, but even though the book was written, I think in 1937, you know, the ideas still apply perfectly today, you know, inspiration and, uh, personal development. It really doesn't change. It doesn't change much. It's pretty timeless stuff because people are still people. And the same challenges that they had a hundred years ago, we have today and the people a hundred years from now will also have. So just part of human nature, I suppose. Well, I, uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. How to think and grow rich. If you found value in this episode, let's try something new. Go to the show notes for this episode. That's intentionally inspirational.com forward slash episode 37. And in the comments, uh, give me some comments on this this particular format if you liked it. If you didn't, you can give me comments on that as well. But I thought it would be nice to intersperse um, a resource as good as this one, kind of breaking it down piece by piece from a high level once in a while to uh, 
give you guys some more actionable steps and some more things to think about and research. So one more time to give you a quick rundown of what we talked about. So the first step or the first chapter in the book, Think and Grow Rich, is desire. Do you have a burning desire, a passion in life or in business that makes you take action? Is that burning desire hot enough to make you do something about it? It's kind of the way I think about it. Uh, Number two, faith. Do you have the ability to think that you can attain the desire? So if the goal is I want to build a multi-million dollar business, do you believe you can do it? Is what that really boils down to. I mean, do you really believe in your soul you can do it? Do you tell people this is where I'm going to be someday? Not I kind of hope I kind of get there kind of if it's convenient for somebody to help me someday. That's not that's not belief. That's weak. Do you believe it with unwavering, fiery desire? And the third step, again, is auto-suggestion or self-suggestion. Do you or can you program your subconscious mind? Uh, writing your goals daily, speaking them daily, believing them, making it part of who you are. Just because that may not be who you are today, it doesn't mean that's not who you can't be 30 days from now. But this is these three steps, man, this is huge. If you can't do this or you can't get through these, my guess is you're going to continue to stay where you are and keep talking about the same things and never changing. But the beautiful thing is every human on earth has the ability to do these three things because none of them require any money. None of them require none of them require any external resources. It's a shift in mindset. It's turning up the fire in your in your soul, in your body, and getting focused and making a commitment to do something. So know that you guys, everybody listening, can do that whenever you desire. You you can start doing it right now if you want to. So that is what I've got for you today. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed making it. Um, if you think about it, if you go to the website, we've got two different areas now to sign up for the email list. It's the Inspire Nation Insider. Um, one of them's got a spot where you can sign up for the uh, the free mini course that we offer. And then one's just for the email list. Check those out if you're interested to get more resources and stuff from us that way. And then I have a final thought for you today that ties in very, very well to the topic of the show and the book that I've been talking about. So this is a quote from Napoleon Hill. He's the author of How to Think and Grow Rich. And here it is. A burning desire to be and to do is the starting point from which the dreamer must take off. With that, I will catch up to you guys next week. As always, I appreciate having about 23 minutes of your time this week. And hope things go well for you. Until next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We hope that we brought you one step closer to maximizing your greatness. See you next time.